girls. The two older ones are boys. Okay. Yeah. And and how are they? How are they navigating? I guess this world of change and um, in this just being in this world that's constantly changing and um, questioning and wondering. Like, how are they doing um, in regards to all that navigation? Well, much like, much like much like I did, they are part of a multicult by more, you know, multiracial home. Because my husband is from here, he's white, and then I'm no <laughs> mixed race. So I'm Peruvian. Mm-hmm. So uh, we very much like the way I was raised. We have this home that is, you know, we are figuring out things as we go honestly like from the language to what holidays we celebrate or at what time mm-hmm. christmas sure that's you know, <laughs> one of them for example in peru we do a christmas eve and you wait until midnight and you have a dinner and then after dinner at noon at like right at midnight then you go and open presents because that's when santa dropped the presents right mm-hmm. And, uh, but then before that, you fight to get the baby Jesus in the, in the... Oh, I know what you're talking about. And nacimiento, in the nacimiento. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. I've read about this before. you have your... You, yeah, and, you, and I mean, it's a big deal. And baby, baby Jesus can't be in the manger until it's ripe at midnight. Uh-huh, so baby uh-huh. Jesus is always behind and behind somewhere with the... You know, somewhere in there, and then right at midnight, you run. And you, you do it, yeah. Mouth is yeah, born, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so first you run to give Jesus in the manger, and then you eat. <laughs> well, it's, and then you open presents. Wow! Uh, so they, I guess, well, kind of like a. Uh huh. Yeah. It's totally different. And then, yeah, here you celebrate Christmas Day, and you have a, uh, you know, it's just different. Yeah. You know, in the morning you open presents, and then you eat in the afternoon. Uh-huh. So, you know, from, from how we celebrate holidays to, you know, it, it's just, it's, a, we just figure things out as they come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what you... But, that's, they are that's good. That's really good. I think it's that you, you are as a family. You are figuring out what's best for for your kids and you and your schedules, and um, that that'll be something that they'll have to do when when they get older as well. And um, yes, these experiences are very yeah. valuable. Yeah, and I'm I am very I am very very I I find it very important for them to try to connect the Latino side of them. And it's something that becomes difficult, especially when we have a home where not both parents are Latinos. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I do try to constantly, constantly bring my and my kids' culture, you know, make it be present in the house with mm-hmm. the paintings, with the artwork, with the with the awesome. crafts, with I mean, every way, like the music in That's the awesome. car. I mean, like constantly trying to get it in and it's it's i mean we're in the u.s so it's a little challenging hard. but you it's know, hard you do, you do how you can right yeah yeah and i think yeah. they yeah. 
And I think, and I don't know your kids, but I'm just like, they will appreciate that because I think knowing yourself and the different parts of you, are, it's such a... I hope they do. <laughs> they do. And, it, and you know how kids are like over time, I think they, those are the things that they remember. Like they will get like, I remember mom kept playing this song over and over. Yeah. And the, the thing is, yeah. Right? And the thing is that what I'm trying to avoid what I'm, my biggest my biggest worry, what I'm trying to avoid the most, and I had this conversation with my 15-year-old, is my biggest worry is a crisis of identity because you live in a country that, you know, does not, um, it's not very welcoming to other, mm-hmm. you know, other but white, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you have to find your place. Nobody can do it for you. You have to find it yourself. Mm-hmm. But I would hate, I would hate for him to have these, these, you know, fight within him, not knowing who he is or where he stands when he's like in college years, right? Because that's so, mostly when it happens. <laughs> it's so important. It's so yeah. important. And I think it, I, I teach third grade, but I talk about identity all the time and how it's important to be able to identify who you are. Um, and I go back to like... <coughs> Even just like Joanna, like your book, like it, it was something that s- triggered so many other things. Like we had been talking about identity the whole year and then we brought your book into the classroom and then it opened up another can of worms, like about the names and like the ancestors and like all this other stuff that was so, so important um, that we were missing. And if kids are able to start to understand those things early on, um, and then continue. Early. Yeah, it's. I think it would be very, very, um, very important. Very, very important for them. So you're, at, you're doing it. Yeah, it will save. It will save so much heartache. There's a, there's a problem with. And I again, I left my country 24 years ago, so I no longer have that direct connection. But I remember the crew where I grew up, and it was a crew that valued white more than brown. Mm-hmm. The value European features more than native features mm-hmm. that treated the indigenous people badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this is ingrained in people's brain, and it's just so hard to fight it. It's so hard to to get it removed. Culture that values white more than anything, and, and it's so wrong. It's so wrong, and, and takes a lot. Of, uh, I think personal. Uh, I think nobody can do, can do the mis- educate, like rewalking everything, rethinking everything you've done for your life. But nobody can do that for you by yourself. Right. You just need to be so aware. And and I'm sure that I'm I'm still doing stuff that is you know bad. But we can only try to get better right yeah and i think that's get it done that's the right thing that is i think so important is that we are recognizing that we are still (coughs) those things that we do that are considered stereotypes or racist or biases or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be and talking about those and trying to make sure that the kids that are in front of us, whether they are your actual kids or the students in my classrooms, um, having them think more about those, like critically about how they can navigate those conversations. Yeah, if we can get them started, and that's amazing what you're doing. We can get them started having those conversations and 
having those thoughts mm-hmm. in mind so early in their life. They are they are going to be so much better humans than we are. Right. I totally <laughs> so agree. They, are, with you. they have so much ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Of just a few more questions, Joanna. I'm curious, and this is maybe a question that's very um, selfish of me, but I'm going to ask anyway. What does your mm-hmm. process look like as an illustrator? Um, I remember listening to you online over and over again, how you like to use um, pencil. Um, you were into acrylic. Um, is there any other types of medium that you like to use? Um, and what does that process look like for you when you're starting to illustrate a book? Um, well, I, the, the way I, I do, okay, so let's start from the beginning. I get the manuscript, which I read. The manuscript have, has to move me in order to, uh, for me to take the, the side that I want to illustrate it. In the case that it's an illustration on the book, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have to feel like I have to take, I have to make this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, images will come to me, they will, and, and that's so important of why I picked that book, because images have to come to me about this story mm-hmm. that early, right? Um, one thing that I, I am very careful, because maybe because uh, English is my second language, I'm very, very, um, careful on what message I get as I'm reading the words mm. um, because sometimes I use I will read a word and I will I will get a bad emotion out of that word and that's good enough to stop me from working on that because it's these ideas that you know I, I don't my work here and I shouldn't be but sometimes I feel like my work I, I overthink things, all right? And that's a good thing and a bad thing, all right? I overthink everything, all right? So when, I, when I'm working on a book, I'm really thinking of what is this really saying? I mean, what is this book really saying when I read this word, let's say, invaders, right? Uh, it could be really funny, like a space story, right? Uh, spaceship story but it could have a completely different meaning if you're reading a different story so I'm very careful on the words and the meaning that I get get in that manuscript the first thing I do is work on thumbnails which are like really little um you know about this bit Mm -hmm. they are like sketches that will help me with pacing and then I start doing character sketches of the characters that you know I'm gonna work with um sometimes I tend to have the idea of who I'm going to use in the story, who I'm going to illustrate in the story before I even do the thumbnails. And then I go to full-size sketches and then I paint. My full-size sketches are very detailed. They are. One of, they are, yeah. (laughs) And one of the reasons why is because when I'm painting, I don't want to figure out where I'm putting things. When I'm painting, I just want to be painting, not thinking if I need to change the expression or if I need to move an item. I I don't, I just like to paint. That's it. Now, when I, as I'm working, I'm getting ideas of palette, 
and what technique I will use, what the book would look like, right? And, and in the case of like Alma, it was the idea of a photo album. And that's uh, what moved my artwork to be that way. That's why it's so different because my mind was in a photo album. Mm-hmm. Um, and photo albums tend to have old photo albums, like the one I, I remember, the one I have in my living room is that carries photos from my great, great grandparents and, and, you know, grandparents and great grandparents and, and, you know, even before. Um, all those photos are either sepia tone or black and white. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to Alma to be feel like a give you that idea of a photo album, the colors in the book needed to be black and whites or sepias. Sure. I initially idea. thought they were going to be sepias. Mm. It just didn't work. Mm. The first illustration I did just didn't work on sepia, so I move on to black and white, and that's how we end up with Alma as it is. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> with yeah, and then if you look at Princesa, it's all about you know the people from Peru and specifically from Cusco where they wear all these reds and and oranges and I needed color for that one. Mm -hmm. I needed a specific palette. I needed to red. I wanted that red to show. Um, And on that one I needed to be colorful because this is about Peru and the people from there. So that's kind of like how I take my technique, my colors, and my how I work. Yet I tend to. I tend to try to change my technique on every book as a way to keep me entertained keep me because it's it's kind of like pushing a little bit farther in some way i get tired of doing the same thing if i change something my whole formula changes and i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> and that digging is very interesting to me uh-huh. that's what keeps me working yeah i noticed so, that as well uh, all of your books they, they they look different they give a different feel because I think I didn't know that until you told me, but I could clearly see that now that every book you're trying to push yourself to change a technique, change a style, um, mixing of colors, shading, like all that stuff is different in each, in each book. I, I think as an, as a, I guess as an audience um, and as a reader, I love to see illustrators that are able to able to do that. And it's really cool. Really, really mm-hmm. cool. And I, I think, I, I mean, that there are some other illustrators who really, really, you wouldn't, like you put two books next together and you just can't, you won't even imagine they are the same person. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I don't think I can, I can get that far because you, the way I draw things, you can tell it's my work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like that stretching myself through that technique. Yeah, I do. I love that actually, and and it keeps me interested. <laughs> That's all, that is so cool. That is so cool. So, what is next for you in regards to new books or um, new um, illustrations? What's what's next for you for this year? Yeah, we have Fibred with Rowing Brook. Yeah, and this is about uh, the. A Native American family story. Fry read a Native American family story, and 
it goes over uh it talks about uh yeah the tradition of making fry bread it's, uh, let's see what else I have here. How long does I each change the how, does, how long does each I guess image or page take for you to illustration? Like, really uh -huh. say you're finished? Like that page. It depends. It really depends. For example, for baby moon, there's only the mom, the dad, and the baby. And then sometimes a cat or the dog, right? Uh -huh. Like uh -huh. this, right? So you have dad, baby, the puppy, and then the toy, but uh, the stuffed animal. But it's pretty much that, right? And it's it, there are not that many characters. So what the main the main idea is to get when I'm drawing, I have to feel like um, it gets to a point. And if you are an artist, maybe uh, if you're an illustrator, if you work on something, the same can happen in writing, I suppose um i don't know because <laughs> my writing is very short uh, but um when i what happens to me when i'm painting is i'm painting and i'm enjoying what i'm doing but it gets to a point where i feel like an out-of-body experience where i see myself doing the work but i'm no longer thinking of doing the work it's just happening uh -huh. when that happens i know i got there I know I'm there and I'm not, I'm doing a good job. And I, I know I'm, I'm like, mm -hmm. it's no longer me moving my hands. Mm -hmm. It's this, it's this Energy. emotion that I'm trying Got to it. transfer into the paper. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and Baby Moon, for example, because there are not that many characters and the backgrounds are pretty simple. That was, um, not, it t didn't t take as long as a spread like, these so we have all these different things yeah plus all the characters and super detailed very detailed and again nobody yeah and nobody told me you have to do a family you know i mean i knew i wanted to do a family because it's about family but as i was sketching in the middle of sketching i was like oh i need a grandma yes a grandma. <laughs> i need a baby okay i'm doing a baby all right i need a little another girl and I kept adding characters and adding characters and adding characters to the point that you know I I added a lot of work <laughs> nobody did it by myself I, I was the one who kept adding characters to the story what's like the, the uh, outcome of that is awesome next year I have June May 2nd uh, a book is Swashby and the Sea mm -hmm. and it's coming with Kitten Mifflin Harcourt and it's written by Beth Ferry and it's about this grumpy sea captain who once he retired he moved by the ocean to the beach and where nobody's there and <laughs> life is perfect until they get these next door neighbors that are a grandma and a little girl and they are completely everything that he's not so they are like bouncy and they like dancing and oh, singing I love that story and, you know, there's, and then he's just grumpy <laughs> he wants to be story. left alone that's cool so yeah so I, I'm excited about I'm, there. I'm excited about all of us but I'm, I'm 
really looking forward to that one even like releasing like doing a book like a cover release that sounds like, like it would be so much fun yeah so much fun <laughs> so much fun yeah. Joanna, thank you so much. Um, again, I just thank you. Really appreciate you taking the time on your morning. Um, it's still very early there for you. <laughs> um, yeah. I really, truly appreciate it. And I will continue to look forward to watching you continue to grow as like an illustrator and as an author um, because you are truly doing great things for um, just the industry in general. And tons and tons of students um, and kids in the classroom thank you thank you and thank you for using Alma. i mean i i that was that was amazing I'm, I'm so glad to hear you know what you can do with the book and that's what Alma is all about not the book but what happens after the book and that's exactly what you're doing and i'm so thankful for that <laughs> my, my my pleasure honestly <laughs> thank you and hopefully yeah. we get to talk again thank you All right. Yeah. Bye. See you.